At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. What's up, Dream Builder? We are back again with another episode. And today I'm excited because we got somebody on the line on the show today that is not only talk the talk, but definitely walk the walk. He's wrote a couple books now, right? And and one book, his first book, uh, Six Figures to or Six Months to Six Figures, is sold over 800 copies, right? Gearing up. 800,000. I'm sorry, 800,000 copies gearing up for about a million, which is what I was about to say. So now he's got another book release and we're going to tap into that. But the way that I always love to start off the show, my man, Mr. Peter, is I like to compare us as entrepreneurs to superheroes. Why? Is Because we're constantly flying around the world. And I know right before we went on air, you told me that you were about to fly tomorrow to Texas, but we're constantly flying around the world, putting on a cape and we're trying to solve some of the world's biggest problems. So a lot of the times what we don't know, though, is um, who that man is on the backside. So when you think about Superman, we see the S on the chest and we see everything that Peter's been doing, um, being featured in all of the big magazines. But we don't know when the cameras are off. Who's that guy behind the scenes? So tell us, who's that Clark Kent when it comes to Peter? I mean, I'm a, I'm a small town kid that is is focused on family. So I'm a family man. I, I think I put being a world class husband and a world-class dad and a world-class brother and a world-class son before everything else. So if you, if you kind of pull back the curtain, I'm just a small town kid that, that takes his family more serious than anything else. Everything I do is for the family and, and to create freedom for the family. And I love giving back and helping people build life on their terms so they can have more free time to be with people they love and care about. It, it's just it, that's and you're from obviously Chicago, so it's different. We have different backgrounds, but it's cool that it, it brings us to impacting and helping people. So that's that's who I am, man. In a simplified version, I'm small town kid with a lot of ambition and, and, and I love being a family man. Yeah, I love it. Talk to me about where did is that how you grew up? Right. Was those the values that was instilled in you or did it come from, you know, lack of that? You said, hey, you know what? When I one day when I get older, I'm going to have a family and I'm going to do it differently. Yeah, I think a mix of both. Uh, the the small town vibe was more of a family vibe. And and I grew up in, in a place where there was really no ambition, no inspiration. Uh, so I, it, like when you say my intro, to be completely honest, I still am kind of dumbfounded. Like I'm from a small town of 6,000 people. How do I have a book that sold this much? How am I getting paid to speak all over the world? It I, I should be working a nine to five job. <laughs> like in my small right. town. So it's still weird to hear that. But I think because 
of my, my upbringing and because I saw my parents struggle and I saw them when we moved from Oakland, we, I was born in Oakland, California for the first two, three years or three, four years. And then I moved to Oregon. So being raised in Oregon and seeing them struggle and have no money and be able to hustle for our family, it just made me want to give back. And now that I have my own kids, I don't know if it stemmed from our family being close or me feeling like they were working all the time and I kind of had to fend for myself, but I realized they were working because they were providing for us. It's a mix of both. But now I just, my wife's been through so much with me and having kids, we have two under two, just seeing their face and knowing that who I become, how much I push myself is direct proportion to how they grow up and, and them being developed and mature adults. It just drives me like crazy to look in their eyes and realize if I cut corners, it affects their entire life. So I, I'm just passionate about, about family and about my kids and about giving back. So I'm not sure where it comes from. I just feel like the small town vibe kind of grounded me because I, I never had any access to inspiration, big cities, all that stuff. I, I it, It's an interesting dynamic because I wanted to move out of my small town my whole life. And then when I moved out and moved down to, up to Seattle, down to San Diego, now I'm like, I love going back to my small town. You know what I mean? So I still have yeah, that yeah. small town small town attitude man so it's been it's been great i wouldn't change it for the world that's what's up man so to walk us through the journey of how does entrepreneurship how does coaching even come into you know form because when you're just like you said when you're in a small town a lot of the times it feels like nobody else has that ambition and it feels like if you try to step out uh what i've learned if you try to step out then other people are going to look at you like you're the outcast right so like where did that come from did you go to college and then all of a sudden you're like i'm not going back or what was that like great question so i grew up um, everyone around me told me I got to have, I have to have a nine to five. I was an outcast. I was rambunctious. I was judged my whole life in school because I had energy and they wanted to place me in a box. So I felt like I was always judged. I was, I was the kid, not that I was a bad kid, but I was the kid that other parents would tell their kids, don't hang out with him. He's bad news just because I had so much energy and I wanted more. I didn't know where the ambition come from. I didn't know how I was going to unleash it. So when I was 15 and I paid attention, looking back, I, I, I asked myself, how did I get into entrepreneurship? I found eBay at a young age. I, I really got involved um, with selling things on eBay. So I sold shoes. I would buy Jordans, sell them for more. I, I, I had an infatuation with Jordans. I, I always had every pair of Jordans. So I realized one day I sold it on eBay and I realized how much money I could make. And the one instance that changed my life was, and everyone said, that's a fad. You can't do that. That's not a sustainable thing. You might make some money, but you're lucky. You have to get a real job. I heard that my whole life. And if you hear something enough, it's almost like it becomes true for you in a way, right? Right. So I would work construction. My dad worked construction. So I'd work construction from 14, 15, 16 on. And I remember I hated it. I hated just like using my hands. A lot of people say they don't mind it. I didn't like it. I'd rather use my brain. So one day I said, dad, I got, I can't work today. And he, he knew what I was doing, but I went up and checked my shoes. I put a pair of shoes on, on, on eBay. And seven days later I checked them and I had made $91. I was making 60 bucks a day working eight hours. Cause I was making six, seven bucks an hour. So I realized, I remember I was 15. My friend worked all day with my dad. He was sweating. He was tired. He was frustrated. He was like, this is such hard work. He made $63 and I had made $91 from putting something online it took me 10 minutes. Hmm. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm 15 and I'm confused and I'm like, I, I almost feel guilty. I'm like, how did I just make 30 more dollars than my friend 
who worked all day and it took me 10 minutes. I realized later I got paid for the courage to think differently and the courage to kind of go against the grain and actually put that on eBay. So I started selling more and more and more shoes. I started selling bulk. I bought bulk Lacoste shirts, sold those. I'd hire my friends. I'd sell those. So I was making a killing at 16, 17 years old, making more money than everyone I knew, all my friends. But because my mom, because my family, because my friends, every single person around me, you can't do that. That's not a real thing. You have right, to get right. a, you have to get a nine to five. I probably heard you have to get a nine to five a thousand times growing up. Like you have to start there. Right. So I'm finally I'm like, OK, if, that, if that's my only way out, I did everything everyone asked me to do. So I got a nine to five, didn't like it, struggled. I, I felt like no matter what I did, I got paid the same. And I was just so confused, like something didn't feel right. Right. I remember adding up my paycheck. I worked at a valet uh, in a casino valeting cars. I'd make seven oh five an hour. I'd add on my paycheck. And I remember sitting there and this is a big moment because I realized where the frustration came from. Um, but I, I looked up the paycheck and I said, no matter what I do, how much extra I work, no matter how extra mile I go, no matter how many customers I help, I'm making the exact same pay. I'm right. like, that's not, that, that doesn't seem right. I want to get paid based off my value and who I am and my ambition and my energy and my ability to get people results and make people happy. So quit that after the summer. And was a little bit lost. And of course, I, I went to college. And you can probably guess why I went to college. Um, because everyone said that's the, the thing you should do is go to college. I, fast forward, I did drop out. I went to business school and dropped out because none of my professors ever ran an actual business. So I was confused why they were teaching me business, but they never ran a business. So I got, that's when I got into sales. Sales changed my life. I got into direct sales, 21, 22. And I finally found an avenue that can pay me based off my work ethic and my ambition. So I was able to work my way up in sales. I got into direct sales. I was able to run my own business. I had a 3000 square foot office space. I had employees I was hiring. And for the first year, struggled, failed, went broke, and was like frustrated. I dropped out my junior year to go start my own company up in Seattle. And that was the hardest year of my life because I didn't have any guidance. I didn't know what I was doing, but I felt so strongly about entrepreneurship. And one of the reasons that I want to share with people is I had so many reasons to be successful. And I think reasons come first, results come second. You talked about a lot of the reasons you had. What you've gone through is very, very painful, but admirable. And because you became one of the top agents in the world, you said you broke records. It's because you had such strong reasons. You were so focused on the reasons it forced you to succeed. Same thing that happened with me. So I had so many reasons to succeed. I was failing, but the reasons gave me fuel to figure out how to make it happen. So from the moment I started figuring out entrepreneurship and business and developing people, I built that business from zero to 10 million. I was 23, 24, 25 years old. I hired a sales team. I built a culture. And it was, it was the best time of my life once I figured out business and entrepreneurship and how to develop people and how to maximize my potential and my strengths. And I realized later on, that's where Six Months of Six Figures came from. My old book was I had gone from dead broke to six figures in five months. And I, I thought back to how I did it and it was just simple steps. Fast forward a little bit. Uh, the book does well, which I'm humbled. I, I never would have guessed it did well. Then I wanted to get into entrepreneurship more, coaching. I started an academy and everything has been focused on just giving value and 
creating a tribe and making sure I get people real results. And that's where everything stemmed from. I kept my values intact. I I really focused on building a real business that added value to people, create some raving fans. And it's, it's been amazing ever since, man. A lot of challenges, a lot of struggles, but because of sales and because I had the right mentorship and because I never stopped and I never gave up on my dreams and my goals, I just started making things happen. So the new book is totally different than the old book because it's six years later, but now I'm obsessed with lifestyle and freedom because I have friends that make a hundred million dollars, but they have no lifestyle. They have Mm. no freedom. They have a thousand employees, but their kids don't know who they are. So it's like, I I want a lifestyle. If you've built a hundred million dollar business, but you don't have a lifestyle you're proud of, I think you did it all wrong. So I think now the new wave of success is building a business on your terms that allows you to travel and do things when you want, where you want, with whoever you want. And that's, I think, the the best way to create a life of meaning and significance is building a business that inspires people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could keep going, but I'm passionate about that. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely hear it. And I love it. So let's let's break it back. Let's take it back just a little bit. And let's talk about when you went from zero to $10 million. For you, what would you say was the biggest investment that you made? What was the best investment that you made? And, and what I say, when I say that, was it in mentorship? Was it in hiring a sales team? Was it um, like, what was that thing for you? Because there's somebody right now that's listening at this that they say, hey, listen, Listen, I'm just trying to go from zero to $1 million. What's that first step for me? First, great question. First, before the investment, I had to get crystal clear on who I was, who I wasn't, and what I wanted and why. Once I realized what I wanted and and, and why I wanted it, I started to realize I had to give up certain things. A lot of people want, 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 but they don't understand what what they have to give up to get what they want. So I had to realize I have to give up a little bit to go up and to get what I want. Then the biggest investment I ever made was literally, it sounds so cliche, but it was back in myself. I didn't know I didn't know how to lead a team. I didn't know how to develop people. So I had to continue to invest back in myself. And I think the second thing was into my people. Um, one of the biggest things that took, I think there's three things that took me from broke to, to 10 million. The first thing was I thought it was only about hard work. That was my mentality in a small town. So when I was struggling and broke, I would ask people and I would ask society. I would say, I, I, I don't know what, like, how can I become more successful? I'm, I don't know what to do. And guess what they'd say? Just work more, right. just work harder. work harder. So I got up to 80, 90 hours a week and I was still getting no results. So at that point, when I met a multimillionaire and he was working less than me, I said, something's off. So at that point, I realized it's not about working harder or smarter. It's about working right based on your strengths, based on your industry, based on your values and your potential. It's not about the hours you work. It's what you put in the hours. And I learned that through investing in myself. So the first thing was, it's not just about hard work. It's really about understanding how to create a business, the foundation. So the first thing is myself. Second thing is in my people and in my team because I had the figure it out myself mentality and I think that's one of the worst mentalities you can have if you want to scale past a million. You can get to six figures with the figure it out myself but the scary thing and what I talk about in the book is it's really, you can't get to seven figures doing more of what got you six figures. Hmm. And I used to just try to do exactly what got me six figures to seven and it never worked and I was always frustrated. And then the third thing I invested in was my network. So 
I didn't have the best network and I had a lot of maintenance friends and people that held me back and toxic people. And it was, it was pulling me back and it was impossible to grow past the million mark. Once I started elevating who I was around and I got, I, I think life's too short to be around toxic people who don't make you feel exceptional. Give them a chance, but it's just, life's too short. So I got rid of the toxic people and I started connecting with people at a higher level than me who made me think different. And one of the biggest. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. These breakthroughs that did help that 10 million when I was younger was I used to try to figure everything out on my own and I would bang my head against the wall when I didn't have the answer. Now I realize every single problem can be solved through my network. Mm-hmm. So now I don't bang my head against the wall. Any problem I've had, the last five years, any problem I ever had, tax wise, uh, business wise, structure wise, I need a website, marketing campaign, it's just one phone call away from my network. Mm-hmm. And that's what people don't realize. They try to do too much on their own. They try to not hire anybody and try to do everything themselves. They try to be Superman, right? And right, right. that will cause you to get burnt out and start resenting things you used to love. That's why it's important to duplicate yourself and build a team that's on the same mission as you. So those are the three things. First, myself. Then it's personal growth, personal development, uh, my team. And then obviously it's my network. When you invest in those three things, you will not believe the upside and potential. Because if you tell me I'm going to make six figures when I'm younger, I'm like, haha, you're funny. You're lying. So the fact that I can go from a small town not even thinking I was going to make six figures to making seven and building a seven, eight-figure business, it's mind-boggling to think about it. But I've spent a lot of time kind of simplifying how it happened, and that's kind of where that, the book comes from and where, where these thoughts come from of how I built it. Hey, Dream Builder, if you are anything like me, you know the importance of setting goals and achieving those goals. And anytime you find something interferes with that, ultimately it interferes with your happiness. And if that's you or if you're in a rut right now, I want to encourage you to check out BetterHelp.com. Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling that's done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and they'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses back. Plus, you can schedule weekly, video, or even phone sessions, all without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. Regardless if you're dealing with depression, grief, anxiety, or anything along those lines, there's a licensed professional just waiting on the other side to help you. And of course, I want to help you as well. I want you to start living a happier life today. And because you're a part of the Dream Nation tribe and as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com forward slash Dream Nation. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash Dream Nation. And you can join over 1 million people who have taken the charge of bettering their mental health. Now let's get back to it. 
I think that that's phenomenal. And and those three things, those are principles, right? And that's what you were talking about in the beginning. If you understand the principles and you have you have the right values, the right core, I think you can make anything happen. And I tell people this all the time, especially people that are reaching out to me about he's getting into real estate investing even, right? And it's like understanding that, you know, it's still a contact sport. Real estate is a contact sport, but business is a contact sport. You There's nobody that is truly self-made, right? Whether there was a banker, whether it was your family, whether it was your network, nobody's truly self-made. We all had help to do it. So I think that's phenomenal advice. Let's move to the now the new book, right? And now you have the seven rules to seven figures, correct? Yeah. So I definitely, I want to go through these and I want to know, like, as you've learned them, I guess, talk to me about what are those seven rules and, and, um, you know, how did you come about to, to learning these seven rules? So once again, it's the same thing that happened with six months of six figures. I didn't know I was learning them in the moment, right? I had just did all these things and I had mentors and I had failures and successes. I was in the trenches And once I got to the seven figures multiple times and did it in different industries, I have to look back and realize I I had a thought like two and a half years ago and someone asked me too. they they asked me, I'll tell you where it comes from. They asked me, what was my proudest accomplishment ever? And I'm like, damn, stop asking questions that hard. Um, I, I, I was like, geez. So I thought about it and it was it was my kids being born. But I said for two years, I used to get paid $10,000, dollars $20,000 to speak, right? And I said, when my kids are born, I'm going to raise my prices. I'm going to say no, because if you're going to ask me to leave my family, leave my wife and leave my kids, I'm going to charge more because I don't want to leave my kids. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So it's so, ha- so I, I've been talking about that for years on my podcast. So it came about where my son was being born. And ironically, I get asked to speak three different places, like within two weeks, London, Australia, and then one in the States. And they were pretty high paid gigs. Two of them, I offered them my new price, my new price that was way higher because I figured they'd say no. And two of them said, yes, one did a lower price. So when someone asked me my proudest accomplishment, it's turning down over $40,000 of income the week my son was born because I had leverage I created and I value my family over money. And that was something that I, I used to be like, oh my gosh, 5,000, I gotta go get it. Oh my gosh, I gotta get the money. And right. because I built a foundation and I put my values and I built principle-based uh, business, I can say, no, I don't need the money. I don't need people, they need my service because I feel like I've gotten good at what I do. That's where the book came from because I feel like I've hacked the system. To be able to create a seven-figure business on my terms where I have massive freedom and leverage, where I can be with my family when I want while I'm impacting millions of people and being able to, to, to travel the world, it, I feel like I've hacked the system. So I said, I have to figure out what I've done to, to build this purposeful business and it boiled down to seven rules. And, and if you do these seven rules you can build a phenomenal lifestyle and business in the new economy. And that's why I'm so excited because three or four of these I've never shared. I've kind of kept them in 
and I've shared with some of my inner circle, but never publicly. So that's why I, I, I get chills thinking about it because it took two and a half years to write and, and to give everyone this blueprint. I'm kind of like, what? I, I don't have anything else to teach. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But right. yeah, we can talk about the rules, but that's where it came from, man, is I, I saw from observation and from experience, I saw most people that built a seven figure business that I knew probably over 80 percent had no lifestyle hmm. or they were always stressed or pissed off. Or their, their, their kids literally, they never went to their kids' basketball games. So in my head, I'm like, that's not a successful business. I feel like right. in a way, in my head, I'm like, you have failed. I don't say that, but I, I, this is for people that value family, flexibility, freedom over just business, right? So that's kind of where it came from. So the rules are, are simple, but they're very powerful. First rule is world-class self-awareness. What you don't know about yourself controls your life. So once you figure out your area of genius and you mix it with your passion and solve a problem people care about, that's when it starts becoming game over, hmm. right? So whatever you do with the least amount of effort is your gift. Whatever you do the best with the least amount of effort is your gift. So I teach people how to figure out their unique ability. That's number one. It's like, if you don't know yourself, even if you get massive success, you'll go back down to zero because you don't understand how to get the most from yourself, potential-wise, fulfillment-wise, happiness-wise, mission-wise, vision-wise. So I share exactly how to create a, a one-page productivity plan, how to put everything that's important to you and simplify into one page. And I've had this one page. This is one from 2017. I've had this for years, probably for eight years. My one page that, that kind of has everything I care about on one page and it keeps me focused. That's the first thing. And you can stop me if any of these. Second one is world-class no, cir world circle of genius. So world-class team, a world-class uh, network and people around you, and then learning how to network in, in the digital age and learning how to get a hold of anybody. I'm now friends and got a hold of people like Tony Robbins and Tim Ferriss and David Goggins and Robert Kiyosaki and and Ariana Huffington and some of the biggest names in the world um, because I understand how to network. So I give people my networking roadmap in that because when you build that seven and eight, if you wanna to get to be a millionaire, you gotta to talk to billionaires, you'll get there quicker. So it just right. means elevate your circle of influence, right? Third thing is once you start understanding who you are and you understand how to elevate your network, it's almost guaranteed that money comes after. Almost guaranteed. Because we're made for amazing things. And if you understand economics, supply and demand, and how money works, it's not that difficult. There's trillions of dollars in, in play right now, right? And when the economy shifts and the market goes down, the money doesn't disappear. It just transfers hands, right? And the reason right. I value money is because money allows me to have more freedom with my family. So number three is world-class financial freedom and wealth habits. I really dive in. Like I told you, I'm speaking to, to uh, Texas Tech University tomorrow about money management, and how to manage money. Money without financial intelligence is money soon gone. And most people don't understand how to build generational wealth and how to make money work for them. You do because you're in real estate, but a lot of people don't. So I talk about that rule. Fourth is an important one. It's world-class hustle and grind and having the right vehicle. How many people do you know and then we both know that they put their all into something and then you talk to them three years later, oh yeah, I quit that, I'm doing something else. That didn't match my values. Then you talk to them four years later, oh yeah, I don't like what I'm doing. People don't thoroughly think through the best vehicle that allows them to flourish and matches all of their values and criteria. 
So I teach people how to find the right vehicle that's actually best and the catalyst for their strengths and all things most important to them. So for example, if someone's number one value is freedom and they have a nine to five job that does not allow them to have freedom, they're always going to be stressed out subconsciously. They won't know why they're always stressed out. And the reason I put this chapter in here is because I give people kind of a nine to five escape plan of exactly how to transition from a nine to five to being your own boss and being an entrepreneur. We spend 91,000 hours um, in our life working, right? 91,000 hours and 86% of people are actively disengaged and hate what they do. So most people, most people spend a majority of their life 86 out of 100 people we know hate what they do and don't enjoy most of their life. Hmm. And that, that stat drives me crazy. So I'm like, I got to change crazy. that. It's definitely crazy to think about. We know people. Both of us know people. You're like, why are you oh, doing yeah. that? You hate it. And I, I, I tell people the reasons why people stay with their nine to five job and why they value security over freedom. The next one is world class branding and positioning. This is something not talked about enough. This is how to actually position and brand your company, how to build a thriving company that clients come to you versus you chasing people, right? This is an important one for business owners to understand where if you can position your business and make your business about something, uh, then people force to you. You can charge more. You have a, a thriving business and you don't have to chase clients. They come to you. That was a big game changer for me, right? Every speech I've ever done, they've booked me. I've never once reached out for a speech, right? I've never once really marketed our academy. People come to it because of the positioning. So that's a big chapter business, like meat and potatoes chapter of business. Rule six is world-class health, energy, and peace of mind because I've, I've taken a very serious approach on health and energy because if I remember all I wanted was, was more money when I was broke. It's, it's easy to want more money when you're broke because <laughs> you're like, I have no money. I finally got money, but it was at the expense of my health. I had money, but I, and I had some freedom, but I had no energy. Imagine having all the money in the world and all the freedom in the world, but you don't feel like getting up or you don't feel like getting out of bed or getting off the couch. There's nothing worse. So I want people to live right. a thriving life that they're energized, they're fired up and excited, and they have freedom as well. So this chapter is very important because there's been a lot of health issues in my family. And I think health is an uncomfortable topic for unhealthy people. They don't like the topic because they don't want to face realities. And then the last rule is just world-class legacy, how to reach sustained greatness and how to be ultra consistent um, longer term for your family. So you don't just have that grass is greener mentality or you build a business and all of a sudden 10 years later, you've started seven other businesses when the other businesses haven't thrived yet. Just building a real foundation to build a sustainable, successful foundation to build wealth for your family, to make sure the business is the right business for you and how to continue to grow that while having a lifestyle you're proud of. So those are the rules. There's other chapters in the book, but those are the main rules that if you can master those rules, and I I give tactical, relevant, and comprehensive execution plans after each chapter because I used to love the books that gave me action plans and the books that didn't, and they were only stories I was inspired, but I didn't know what to do after I was inspired. Right. So I don't like reading just those because I'm always inspired. And when you're inspired without any action plan, it's almost counterproductive. <laughs> it's almost right. worse because when you're, when you're like that, you subconsciously will seek distraction. So every chapter has like an execution plan attached to it. And I don't like people to move on until they've executed some of the action steps because I feel like if people get addicted to 
outcomes and results, not just information and knowledge and learning, that's when they start to see some real traction. Because I think these days people are just obsessed with information. They don't want to execute it. They just want to learn. So that's why it's important to execute it. So those are the seven rules, man. And I'm excited to get it out there, but I'm sure you resonate with most of those rules because you've lived them. You know what I mean? Hey, Dream Builder, are your home and auto policies almost up for renewal? If so, and you're looking for a lower rate, I believe I have a solution for you. And it's called Policy Genius. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare home and auto rates in one place. They can help you find home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price. And the best part is they've saved customers on average $1,250 per year over what they're already paying for home and auto insurance. Getting started is super easy. First, just head on over to policygenius.com and answer a few questions about yourself and your property, and then Policy Genius takes it from there. They'll compare rates from America's top insurers from Progressive to Allstate to find you the lowest quote. So head on over to policygenius.com to get started right now. Again, that's policygenius.com, and you can find out when it comes to insurance how they help you get it right. Let's go ahead and hop back into it. A hundred percent. And let me, one quick question that I, I wanted to know is, um, seeing that you've seen so many different models and you've been a part of a lot of them, right? Implementing to have success in them. What's your favorite model now and going for the next five to 10 years? Because there's a lot of people out there right now that are just starting, if you want to call it becoming woke, right? To understand that this nine to five is not where they're supposed to be. And they understand that they do need more control over their own time and, and to have that freedom to create memories with their families. But they don't know, should they go into coaching? Should they go be looking at NFTs in the crypto space? Should they be in e-commerce? What's the the thing that you would encourage most people to do um, and obviously this is going to be dependent on what exactly their strength and their skill set is. But overall, what, what, what do you like? Yeah, I think the online game is is something that you, you're going to be forced to get into, whether it's now and you rise above the noise and you're early because there's going to be millions of adapters the next five or 10 years. I think anything online, understanding technology, understanding where AI is going, understanding, I think the most valuable thing that people can learn is the purpose of business. If you learn the purpose of business, anything that we talk about about different avenues to make money becomes irrelevant if you don't know this. And the purpose of business is to create raving fans. That's it. Whoever has the most raving fans always wins and always makes the most impact and the most money. So a lot of people don't have enough raving fans. So if that is blockchain technology, if that's is cryptocurrency, if that's creating, I think the subscription model or the model of group coaching is very scalable and can help. But I also think building things online that solve problems that entrepreneurs have and mixing your strengths and passion with solving problems online, making things easier, making people feel good, uh, giving people peace of mind, uh, taking away people's pain, that's where the billion dollar industries are gonna continue to be created the next five or 10 years. So getting, and my biggest mistake was, I thought I had to be technology savvy. I still know nothing about technology, as you can guess by my camera stuff before the call, right? But my team does. I have some of the smartest young people on the planet on my team. You don't have to know. You figure out your strengths and then hire people that love doing what you hate doing. If you can do that, you the industries are almost irrelevant. And I talk about it in the book where the focus is what is ideal for you in the next year? 
What is ideal for you based on your strengths? Don't base this off your previous experience or your insecurities. Base it off what's possible in your potential. And there's a lot of industries, coaching, mentorship, uh, Zoom trainings, mastermind calls. Um, those are really blowing up. The coaching industry, like, like sharing, helping someone do something faster is blowing up. And I think content creation, eyeballs is where everything's at. I do think NFTs are are a big part of the future. I almost feel like that's the new digital flex. It used to be houses, cars, watches. Now it's like NFTs and and crypto and stuff like that. But once again, if it's not your strength, then you're not gonna pursue it and go all in. So figure out your strengths and then look at industries that are relevant to your strengths and then hire the best people around you. But it has to be something online. It It just has to be. Sadly, with Amazon and AI coming and brick and mortar, it's good to have that business if it's a passion, but do something that makes your money so you could focus everything on the passion. What I like doing is making enough money where I don't got to think about money, where I could do anything I want to do, whether it makes money or not. That's the focus. I love it, man. This is, yeah, this has been a phenomenal conversation. Last question I guess I have for you is, uh, I used to always ask the question if there was anything that you would change and, and I, people would always respond and say, I wouldn't change anything because it's made me who I am. And I, I respect that, but I always say, ah, like I call it a little bit of BS because we would all change something if we could. Um, but anyway, so I've learned to rephrase this in a different way. And I asked the question now, if there was one thing that you wish that you would have implemented sooner to accelerate your path and your dream um, to where you are today, what would that one Easy thing question. be? Easy. It's just, I took too I was taking too many opinions. What killed me, my growth and people still say you succeeded young, but I would have succeeded five or 10 years younger. I just took way too many opinions and I pushed away my own inner voice and my own intuitive nature and my own gut. And I listened to everybody else. So I think the lesson is just don't take so many opinions, only take advice from people you respect that you would trade places with that have similar values that are where you want to be. That is such a game changer for me. And just getting into entrepreneurship earlier um, and understanding the power of my voice and of creating. And, and you wake up every morning with an open canvas. I always was structured to like people's expectations or the industry or my parents or this. If you understand, you can wake up and there's an open canvas to create whatever you want. And the only thing that limits you is your thought process and what you think about based on your past and the story you tell yourself. You open up a whole different level of thinking, of success, of fulfillment. And I wish I would have learned that sooner. What you like for me, when I started getting to know myself, that's when my life, business, success, career, happiness, income exploded. A lot of people don't know themselves because there's so much outside noise. If you can shift from complexity to simplicity, and, and listen to your inner voice, that's when you're going to thrive at the highest level. And I, I, I learned that late. <laughs> I learned that late. So I wish I would have learned that when I was 16, 19, 21, 23. Uh, and I think that would make a big difference for other people, hopefully, as well. But like you said, too, because of all the challenges and the failures, I feel like it's made me who I am today. You probably wouldn't change all the pain you've gone through because you're probably, you're probably bulletproof mentally. You know what I mean? Nothing can affect you because you've gone through stuff. And a lot of times you don't know how strong you are until being strong is your only option. Right. A hundred percent. I would still change losing my mom, though. 
Right. Like that, those. Right. So that's why I say people are like, I wouldn't change nothing. I was like, you change something. Right. But it, but it's OK, because, yes, just like you said, it has given me a bulletproof mentality to know that, again, joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for a little bit of pain and adversity. And, you know, you got to be able to weather the storm at the end of the day. But yeah, man, again, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I want to be the first one if nobody else has told you today to say thank you. And I appreciate you, my brother. We'll make sure that we put all of the links in the show notes to your books, both the the last one or the first one and also you know the seven rules to seven figures as well but for anybody who wants to stay directly connected with you uh tell us where can they find you at yeah so we we actually created a, a specific uh facebook group for the book so i can kind of talk to people share ideas answer questions but i'm all over ig um i'm, I'm active on ig facebook and and things like that so if they if they reach out and say it's from your interview if they have questions i'll definitely give them some time and and reach back out as well, man. So yeah, I'd love for people to kind of follow the journey and I I'd, I'd love connecting with people. Anything that kind of shifted your perspective or you feel like you needed or helped you, I love hearing about that as well. So just let me know. But thanks for you, man. Let's go back to you. Thank you for building the, the platform you've built and for impacting and inspiring people at this level because I feel like with all this craziness, the world needs more leaders stepping up more than ever. You know what I mean? So thanks to you for stepping up as well, man. I'm excited to get this out there. I'm super pumped. I can't wait to share this message with everybody and, and have them check out the book. I'm excited. Absolutely. Well, we're excited as well. Just as he said, Dream Nation, you got to have implementation, right? There's not enough creators and there's too many consumers. So you have a dream. We all have a dream. And you know, as I always say, without any action, that dream that you have, it will only merely be a fantasy. So you got to take action. That's all for this one. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.